Welcome to Business Magic with Maggie Gila, making your business feel and work like magic for you and those you want to impact. Turns out you don't need a wand, you need a strategy. How to stay motivated when you just don't feel like it. This is all about being more productive. As entrepreneurs, we're constantly being shoved so much information on productivity, on getting more done. I even talk a lot about that myself here. But we also have to acknowledge the fact that you will have off days. Sometimes you're just going to have an off day because you got up on the wrong side of the bed and there's literally no reason you just don't feel like working or concentrating on anything. And sometimes it's because something has happened that's out of your control, like illness, family, or anything unexpected that comes into play because you know what? That's life. One of my good friends, Monica Delgado, said to me, being motivated in your business 24-7 is a lie. And I completely agree with that. This is why I don't believe in that hustle culture we hear about so often. Um, I think there are phases of your business uh, where you do have to hustle and work hard, but it should be more of a sprint. If you have a, a week or two or a period of time where you're launching or you're working towards a big financial goal or anything like that, that's okay. That's fine. But then you make sure you do go take a break afterwards and it's not also the norm. Now, I deal with a chronic illness that occasionally has flare-ups. A lot of my business friends have similar issues as chronic illnesses. Um, They have kids. Family things happen. We have other responsibilities, but also things that like, I actually know three entrepreneurs who've gotten into car accidents that then affected them for the next year or two and ongoingly that they had to change the productivity around that. Now, I'm not saying this is only for people who have a chronic illness. It could be anything happened in your personal life. It could just be like taking more time off for yourself, but it's also just helping you get a bit more realistic about how much energy do you actually have. And this is the big one because sometimes you don't feel motivated on working on your business. It could be a phase. It could be weeks and months. And I've been there myself where I just had weeks or months where I was just, I just don't, I'm just, I don't feel excited. I don't feel passionate. I, I don't have that energy and drive anymore. And it could just be like a day or two where you're just having a bit of an off day. Now, I've got some tips coming for you, but the big thing to remember is this is just being human. It's okay. And really, like Monica said, being motivated in your business 24-7 is a lie. Now, here's a couple of things to think about. Number one, decide. Is this you being lazy or resistant or do you just need a break? For example, the thing that you keep thinking about and you haven't done yet, is that because there's underlying fear or resistance involved? For example, sending out a proposal to a client. For me, I always have it with booking flights. It feels like a big decision and I'm scared of making the wrong choice. And this took me a long time to learn, but at least for me, maybe from my upbringing in Singapore, which is a very competitive society, every time I kind of felt tired or um, I didn't realize how much energy I was actually putting out, I thought it was me being lazy. So I thought, Maggie, you just need to get over yourself and just do the thing. But the thing is... You also have to be really aware of your own energy. This took me way too long to learn, so I'm sharing it with you now. What actions give you energy and what actions drain your energy? 
And this is probably going to be different for each person because we're all individual. But here are some of mine. And the thing is, it doesn't mean that things that drain your energy are the things you don't like doing. For example, I love running live events. I love being in person with people and I love traveling. But I also know I need recovery time afterwards. I need to recharge my energy. So that means I'm not going to go and schedule in three, four, five in-person events in a week. I schedule in maybe one or two max a month because that's how I can best use my own energy. Something that gives me energy, for example, is having a one-on-one lunch or coffee with a good entrepreneurial friend. I almost always walk away from those talks just feeling excited, feeling energized, feeling really passionate. So it's kind of like, can you surround yourself by more high-vibe people who give you that energy? So I'd love for you to actually start writing down in two columns. What are the things that give you energy and what are the things that drain your energy? Like, again, I love doing these podcast interviews, but they do take quite a bit of energy from me because I'm, I'm talking, I'm thinking, I'm deciding and making a lot of decisions as I do this. So I do also know that I probably can't record 20 of these in one day. So I have to do it in shorter batches. And it's nothing to do with being productive. Could I do 20 in a day? I mean, probably. Would they be good? I don't think so. And I would be completely exhausted. So go write those two columns and just brainstorm for yourself. What are some things that give you energy and that take energy away? So you also know how to balance your schedule better. So number one was decide. Is this being lazy or resistant or do you just need a break? Number two, evaluate. Are you currently taking breaks? Are you working evenings and weekends? When did you last go a day or even an evening without your phone? Again, I learned this the hard way, or I'm still learning this, because to me, for example, being on Facebook doesn't really feel like work. So if we're watching, I'm watching Netflix in the evening with my husband, and I'm on my phone on Facebook, replying to people or reading things, it doesn't feel like work. But what it took me a long time to realize, it also means my brain is constantly on. So although I don't feel like I'm working, my brain is not getting the rest and the break it needs. It's also really interesting that if you do take a proper break, I've seen this so often with myself, if I take a proper break, if I go on like a restful like holiday or retreat or just like a nice weekend, I can come back with so much more energy and actually be so much more productive. So it's sort of like it's been proven that if you actually take lunch breaks, not eat a sandwich staring at your computer, actually take a lunch break, you get so much more done. So this is also a mindset thing. Um, I had a belief for a long time that the more hours I put in equals the more successful I can be. And that's not exactly productive and it's not very sustainable. Number three, phases. I touched on this earlier. And if you are going through a heavy work phase, I think that's okay. Like it happens. You're doing a launch, you're prepping for an event, you've got a, a big project coming up or you're you're planning something. Sometimes you just go through a heavy work phase if you're transitioning, if you're in your day job, but then you know it's temporary and you can set goals accordingly. The other thing to touch on here is I so strongly believe in support. If you look at the tasks that give you and drain your energy, one big thing here was for me, decision fatigue. That basically means that you are making a lot of decisions and you end up feeling tired from all that, that it comes to a point where you can't make a decision anymore. 
So if you've ever had a heavy workday and you're standing at the fridge at like 6 p.m. staring at what you have in the fridge and you can't decide what to eat for dinner, that would be decision fatigue. And I have been there so many times. There's a couple things you can do here to make this easier for you. One is having checklists, processes, and systems in place. Even for things that you do repetitively, like a blog post, having a checklist that you don't have to think what comes next is going to make your life so much easier. Second, looking at anything that you can do to lessen ongoing decision fatigue. For example, one of mine is that I'm not a very tidy person and my natural state isn't to go around tidying the house. So if there's like a sock on the floor or... Um, my makeup remover standing on a counter. I'm I'm not really bothered by it. But what I realized is that because I work from home and let's say I walk past that sock on the floor like 10 times, every time I see it, I go, I have a thought like, oh yeah, I need to go do the laundry. And then I keep walking and I go back to my, my office. But the thing is that again, that just that thought, that decision of like, oh yeah, I need to go do the laundry when I'm going to do it, that already tires you out a little bit. It's just a little, little tiny percentage, but it all adds up. Another thing that really helped me is realizing, where is my time going? I've talked about this before in episode three, Think Like a CEO. So if you haven't yet, go and listen to that because it's really, really helpful here. But for example, I don't want to pay $100 to clean my bathroom. But the thing is, if I'm doing it myself and I can potentially earn $100 with an hour of my time doing something else, like getting on a sales call, doing a presentation, why am I technically paying $100 an hour to clean my bathroom? So hiring a cleaner to come in for a couple hours was just one of the best things I could have done because it lifts all these thoughts and decisions away from me. So I don't have to think about it ongoingly during the week because it's all, all of that's already been done. I'm not saying that's the best thing for everyone, but if you are starting to make money in your business or you have the resources, and I know it feels like a big commitment to have like pay someone when you technically could do it yourself, but think about the ROI, the return on investment of those hours of your time, not just doing that, because I don't know about you, I don't spend three hours once a week cleaning my house. I just do little bits and pieces every single day. And it's always still a mess. What is that potential ROI on getting that outsourced? So to summarize, being motivated in your business 24-7 is a lie. You will go through phases of not feeling motivated. And my big question to you is always, have you taken a break? Have you been able to recharge creatively, for example? Even if that's taking a day to just be, go outside, go to a cute cafe with a journal, don't bring your laptop and just let yourself be. Cutting down on the tasks that don't really require you, seeing if you can outsource anything, even if it's small, even if it's ordering groceries online so you don't have to go to the store, things like that. And the three steps I outlined are, number one, decide, are you being lazy or resistant, or do you just need a break? Number two, evaluate, have you been going through a tough period? Have you been going through a time where you haven't been taking breaks, when you've been working, when your brain has actually been on a lot more than you thought? And number three, is it just a phase? Do you know this is going to be temporary? Because sometimes it's okay to just work hard, and sometimes you realize, okay, I'm actually going through a bit of a slump. And the thing is, this actually will probably affect your sales because if you're not feeling motivated and excited about doing the work, for example, if you're a website designer and you're no longer excited about actually working on websites, it's going to be so much harder for you to sell that service because you're going to have natural resistance to actually doing it. So I would say, have a think, 
take a break and see if you can reevaluate on how can you bring that passion back. Maybe it's changing the service up a bit. Maybe it's something within that service that you're doing that is draining your energy. So that goes back to the exercise I mentioned earlier of writing those two columns. One, all the things that give you energy. And number two, all the things that drain your energy. Post that on Instagram and make sure you tag me so I can go cheer you on. Hey, hey, thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe so you never miss new episodes. And if you have a business bestie who needs to hear this message, go share this with them. See you in the next one. Love and magic, Maggie.